up guys and welcome to Bulletproof Mindset where we help you bulletproof your mind through health, fitness and entertainment. So today's topic of conversation is about how to train around your period. So we kick things off starting with overrated, underrated and today's topic is all about step trackers. We then get into the main part of today's episode which is about menstrual cycles and, and how to train while you're on your period. Now before we get into today's episode so we'd also like to share that if you're looking to work with one of us whether that be online or in person in Airdrie you can find a link to our forms in the description and if you're interested in joining a free Facebook group ran by myself you can head over to Facebook and search for Bulletproof Coaching. This is a completely free to join group where there is live Q&As, like-minded individuals, weekly challenges, free workouts and all that good stuff. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Overrated, underrated, here's one for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cancelled! <laughs> no. Um, app trackers, so Fitbits, a bit of step trackers should I say. Right, step trackers, mm -hmm. just step trackers. Just the Apple Watches, Garmin's, what's the new one? Whoop devices, Fitbits. Uh, depending on the price, underrated. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if they're cheap, then 100% you should get one. But I think a lot of people get too engrossed in the numbers, yeah. the rest of the numbers. I think you should be, I don't think people should be tracking the, the I don't know, like the, the calorie burn. The, the calorie burn and all that. Like, it doesn't actually matter how many calories you burn in mm -hmm. a session. If you've got to run for an hour, run for an hour. Do you know what I mean? Who cares about like, oh, I'm 20 calories off, I'll keep going. Like, that's you getting in an unhealthy relationship with burning calories. Aye, aye. But I say, like, how, how much is whoop, do you know? Uh, we've, got a, we've got a computer here. <laughs> for the we, we mean business this episode. Uh, this maybe, episode we have lots to cover off. So, so. I, th I think maybe once a week or once every two weeks we're going to have an episode where we go into a little bit more detail than usual mm -hmm. and try and learn a little bit more about a new topic. Yeah, and So that's why the laptop's here. Aye. It's not for James to watch porn in between this. <laughs> dodgy videos. and It actually should be served as a fact checker. The fact that we had the, the billionaire who, who created Nike and we're like, oh, it's Batman. It's fucking, Batman. it's Alfred. Batman! <laughs> um, so I know, I think, I think the devices that track your steps are massively underrated. Aye. Regardless of the price of them, I think a lot of people will go for the branded stuff, but you see, honestly, like the old wee pedometers yeah. you used to put in your hip yeah. and like walk. That's if you get like a, a, you get them relative, it's a relatively inexpensive thing. Yeah, about 40, 50 quid a device devices. Is that all they are? That's all it is. It's got is that app that comes up. Oh, I'll have monthly fees in the app. Aye, the app and, that, and that's that. where the coach, oh, see that shit. The, aye, for aye, the, aye, aye, no, it's I like know. having a personal trainer with not snow. But then you've got an Apple Watch, which is 350 quid, you're like that. I know. I I've know. got one. I saw that. I've got one for my Christmas. But see, no, honestly, see Fitbits. I had a Fitbit. I've got, I've had a, I've got an Apple Watch. Um, the Fitbits were great. Something that lasts long, like in terms of their charge life. Because... For, so the the point the reason I brought this up is because there's a lot of people who still don't wear Apple trackers or no Apple trackers like step trackers Aye. and see the whole movement side of things it allows you to be but, present ongoing holy shit I'm no and I'll tell you I'll tell you a story so when I used to work in offices and stuff it would average about nine ten thousand steps and then I consistently trained obviously and then when we went into lockdown I was like I was so like oh this is brilliant but I didn't realise how inactive I was because I was still getting out for a walk in the morning. Sometimes I would miss it, sometimes I wouldn't. And then decided, like, oh, no, because I didn't, I didn't need to get up because I wasn't leaving the house. So I was like, I'll wear my watch. I'll see how many steps I get in my head. It's got to be low. It's got to be 2,300. 450-odd steps I'd done That's in it. a full day. And I was like, wow. Whoa. That's and low. that was the first, like, clicking point in my mind. Like, how many other people are in this position? And it's a conversation I have with every client now that, look, you might not want to invest or have the funds to invest in, in it, but for what it is, it is relatively inexpensive. But if you can track your movement mm -hmm. or oh, be aware of your movement and start to scale that up from there, you'll realise that all these little things is one of the reasons why you may fall into the overweight category. Like, I know you're the same. My clients are all given steps, whether it be 10, 8, 6, 12, 14,000 mm -hmm. steps. They're all given a step goal. And once we're obviously looking at their weight, one of the things we do first is their steps, their mm -hmm. movement. Do you know what I mean? We don't look at their weights because what they do with me and you and when they train themselves is what they're going to do. Yeah. But if the weight is not budging, then the first one of the first things you do is look at movement and calories. Yeah. Movement and calories. It's not just one or the other. It's both together. Your movement has got to be there. So I listened to a podcast. It was quite cool. It was, it was ages and ages ago. But I think it was before I came to PT. 
One of the guys on was like, exercise as a placebo in your mind. So no lifting weights, exercise, so like running. Obviously it does increase endorphins in that, right? Mm -hmm. But he says cleaners, they do an unbelievable amount of exercise. Let's see cleaners in hotels. Ah, yeah, They're in and, out, and in and out, so somebody tracked Look how much- people work in stores as well. Exactly, eh? so somebody tracked how much a cleaner moved throughout the day. And it was, they burned certain unbelievable. And they went, do you feel good? And I'm like, no really. I know we're into their work, no really. Because it's work. And it's because it's work. Mm -hmm. It's because there's a different behaviour towards it, but they're doing a similar thing. Yeah, yeah. When you go out a walk in nature, it's right? different. It's different. When you go out a walk anywhere, when you go out a walk in the treadmill, you're like, that was all right. So I, t I had a conversation, one of my clients works in a warehouse and he get he gets averages 22, 23,000 steps. So he's not got a step goal, aye but aye what aye. his goal is, I want you to get outside, out with your routine, aye aye. get outside for 15 minutes. Aye. And some clients who, like some, some clients really struggle with their step goal, even if, I've got some clients struggling with like five, 6,000 steps. And just because years of bad habits, mm -hmm. they're down low. Aye. And I've spoken about this before, but I've got goals set for someone get outside for five minutes aye, aye. and they've been doing that consistently for a week and a half now or so, two weeks so sorry. and I was like how's it feeling so it actually feels better, pretty good it better. makes me so this person has the option of working from home or working in an office and I was like so what have you done he says I'm working in the office because I know when I'm stuck in that house I eat more because aye. I'm in my own comfort and I don't move as much aye. and I'm lazier at my work so it's it's crazy how all these things kind of tie in so like I know every, obviously if you're overweight then you're going to be susceptible to more diseases but one of the things that makes you feel good is just simply doing better mm -hmm. and being better than you were before. Yeah. So as you're saying, you go to have it and he was doing a little bit more and he was going outside, which to somebody is just a standard thing. But for him, he was doing more. That's why he kept feeling better. Mm -hmm. And then he needs to keep doing more to keep feeling better. Exactly. And I'll tell you one thing, like him achieving that five minutes outside is the same as me achieving my five workouts in a week. Exactly. We get the same mental rush of going aye, fucking the same dopamine it. the same serotonin everything his, together aye, his for the majority of people listen it's fucking piss easy aye. but for him in that situation it's him progressing. Aye, so it's that, like it's like making money aye. someday if you get a 10k uh, raise you're like fuck some people are making a 100k raise and going ah aye. no some people do you know what I mean but it's the it. same thing so whenever you're adding something to your life obviously being really overweight is bad it's detrimental to your health and that is one thing that you obviously in time mm -hmm. got to slowly you need, you need to try and get off which is exercise movement and training all the goodies aye just be consistent but if you're simply doing better then mentally you'll feel much clearer yeah. just by simply progressing and all the small things we've spoken about this all the time no I know but it's the, it's the bread and butter of everything and the reason that message will constantly get bringing up because there's a majority of people that still don't really get Move. it so Move. what to take away from that wherever you are at um, in your health and fitness journey if you've never looked at getting some form of step counter get it yeah. assess wear it for a week see what you're getting on the your thing weekly I like average. about that Apple watch is it actually attracts how much you stand as well yeah and, and most of the, yeah that's that's another powerful point actually because someone who works at like I used to work at a desk for 12 hours a day and my cap on what I could achieve in a 12 hour shift I got it to about three and a half thousand steps on a 12 hour shift and that may not seem like a lot, but that was me as the fitness guy aye, going aye. on the I'm trying to get steps where here. I can. I'm going to go to the furthest away toilet. Aye, aye, aye. And I used to look around and I was like, well, you just can't smoke. You are going out for cigarettes every half an hour, 45 minutes. I'm going to, every hour, I'm going to go out and I'm going to walk around the building. Same time it takes me to smoke a fag. And then that was me getting three and a half, four thousand steps-ish. And that was my cap in that 12-hour period. But see the behaviour of trying to do that, sometimes even just standing up the rush Aye. and the kind of, sort of like resetting your energy levels it's like so it's actually underrated in terms of the how powerful that can be in your see, day see sometimes i wish i could show some clients who like it's obviously you're saying somebody does twenty three thousand steps uh william he does 30 to 35,000 steps and i think he's in a similar job to that and now i'm like mate you have the opposite problem to most <laughs> you move too much <laughs> that it's a real struggle for you to put weight on he, he's on nearly five thousand calories a day Aye. <laughs> right, but the thing is, like, I guarantee there'll be people. It like, looks fu aye. fucking really fucking good, mm -hmm. and that's due to the fucking amount of movement it does. Aye.
Do you know but, what I mean? No, but what I would say is, like, someone in that position, I know plenty of clients who are getting well over 20,000 steps and they fall, they're obese. Mm. And they're obese because your body adapts to cardio, your ah, body yeah, adapts yeah. to movement, and that's something to bear in mind that no, what we're saying with that. So does. because they're exposed to that for their working life, mm -hmm. if their nutrition's not taken or they're lifting weights, isn't it? Like, they don't have some form of routine around lifting weights, the steps don't so, mean so, shit. So I've got something to know. On a fat loss phase, starting at 8,000 steps, Second week, 8,000 steps. I say, see right now, your body's adapting. You need to go to 10. And as long as you want to stay in this fat loss phase, as long as it's working, we'll need to increase steps, we'll need to imp increase movement, or your body's just going to adapt and it's mm -hmm. just going to stagnate. Mm -hmm. And she's seen it's working. And yeah. she's like, Good. you're right. So she went from, I'm not really sure about adding steps in, to going, I can see this working. Yeah. I'm going to increase the steps. And then the behaviours changed towards it. They're like, you know what, I need to move if I, if I want to feel and look better. Sees the as soon as someone sees the value the progress, of what they're doing, yeah. easy peasy, Definitely. easy peasy. So, um, so I think we that's uh, we I think we go on. Do you think? That's what I was about to say. Until you cut me off. <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? I don't know. Right. Oh, how's your weekend going, right now? <laughs> so, before James rudely interrupted, we are going to go into um, a topic that I posted on Instagram earlier in this week, but this is going to be released next week, which is all around how to train when you're um, menstruating, when you get when your menstrual cycle comes on. So we done a Q and A. We done we got a lot of feedback from tons of girls um, and women and whatever, uh, and it led us down this rabbit hole of of kind of researching a bit more. And probably disclaimer here. This is two guys, right? Uh, this are, is two men, guys. We, men. We, under so, we understand that we don't go through this. We understand we don't know what it feels like. We understand we don't know the issues that can come from it. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's a lot of women who are, well, number one, demographic of personal training and coaching is m mostly made up of women. Mm -hmm. Number two, there is a lot of information out there. And as coaches, I think for us to be better coaches, it's a subject that we should speak openly about. 100%. And I don't think enough people are doing it. Um, and what we found through the research that we've been doing recently is that there's a lot of conflicting information out there. There's a lot of information out there. So what we want to do in today's podcast is no bombardry with like tons of information and studies. It's just like how you would go about your daily life. How do you apply this to you, specifically to you, and how to cut through some of the bullshit that's out there. We've got an exciting guest that will be coming on the show in the next couple of weeks. We'll not spoil who it is just yet, but we better suspense for you so we get some good information and content coming soon. So let's get into it then. So so I had the laptops here, um, mainly to check our pronunciations and we get the right words, whatever uh, yeah, it is that we're saying. Yeah, yeah. There's some big words when we come into it. But I think, <laughs> so I think at the end of the day, kicking this off, like, um, so reason I, I brought this up was I seen someone that I followed um, or someone that follows the podcast and I seen the person post saying, can someone help me please? I'm trying to look online, I'm trying to find information of how you go about training when you're on your period and I'm, I'm struggling. Like everything seems conflicting. Does yeah. anyone have any good sources of, of information? So what I've found and through speaking to, well, one, dealing with clients that I've coached and two, looking at the research and three, speaking to other coaches in the space and stuff like that. This sort of stuff here is so independent mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not just your periods. It's not just your menstrual cycle. Yep. It's your training. It's your nutrition. It's your sleep. Yep. Every person is can react differently. So the, take what we say here today as a starter and yeah. see how it applies to your life. But hopefully we can go back and forth on a few points here and you can leave going, right, that was informative. How does it apply to me and how can I be best to then shift this moving forward? Uh -huh. I always say to my clients, like, yes, I think I'm one of the best coaches out there and I'm the best coach for you. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the best coach for you is you. You know, because I'm, I'm counting yeah, yeah, I, I don't know how. I don't know how. it comes like, to their body, we, we, we don't know. Aye, the best coach in the world will never, will, will never know. So mm -hmm. the best coach for you is you. You know the, the signals instantly. You know how you're feeling. Like, you need to gauge what from from what we get to with this information yeah so let's get into it then right so first and foremost obviously men listening and i think it's a good topic to get into and explain the four main stages of a menstrual cycle yeah and and i think it's important to, for men to understand this one to make their relationships better 100 <laughs> two the more understanding you are of something if there's any pts listening as well like it might it might spark some some conversation and i think and, and it means that because we understand this and then somebody comes to us and say i'm feeling this the means they're at that stage and you yeah. go, right, look, we know how we change your training. We uh, can explain to them, this is what's happening, right? This is what we're going to do. And it's all right. Yeah. And it's all right. 
do you remember the first client you ever had that you cared to bring up the whole period conversation with? Aye, it was, it was close to the start because I looked, I looked into this at the start mm. because I... You go through it in your training. Because your obviously, Matty's girlfriend, she was a personal trainer mm -hmm. and she was big on this. And I was like, you know what, like, as soon as I realised a lot of pe a lot of people, uh, a lot of clients are going to be women, I go, I need to know this. Mm. I need to understand why they're feeling a certain way and how they're feeling a certain way. Yeah. And I looked into it a little bit. Obviously, I, I knew the four main cycles, but I didn't look into it too much. Was it much. awkward, though? Eh... Uh, no, it wasn't as awkward as you would think mm -hmm. because I remember the person that way anyway. Nobody's, I would be, she's been, I've been to PTs before and they've never asked me anything like this. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I just need to know what stage you're at and how you're feeling so that we can <coughs> adapt your training. I says it's nothing more than that. And we're back. Right, so what we were just talking about there was PTs and how awkward that first conversation can mm -hmm. be. And you're right, like uh, a lot of clients that I've brought this up with, and I, I, to be fair, I've never been too awkward about it. Mainly because I'm not an awkward guy, but no, I've been in a relationship for 10 years and you made the joke earlier, like, that's 120 periods that you've... Is it? No, no, it's not. Aye, aye, is aye, it 10 times so? Is it? Aye. 120 periods I've aye. been through uh, in a relationship, but it's never been an awkward conversation, but I think a lot of PTs do tiptoe about it because it, it may feel awkward, but it's a, it's a fucking it's normal, a normal thing. thing. That's what, like, so I'm quite open about many things in life, whether it be that kind of thing, and I say, if I'm going to bring this up to a female client, then I've got to know that my delivery is on point so they feel comfortable yeah. and they know that I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So I need to be able to deliver it in such a way where they feel comfortable talking about something that's private to them mm -hmm. with me and then being able to share it and going, you know what, I feel fine talking to them about yeah. I needed to make sure that the first other person knew that and then as soon as you've done it with one, it's, it's easier. simple. It's like the first time then you ever... Go, they're not just talking about it like it's normal. Aye, they're like, oh my God, I'm over here and I'm like, no, honestly, the more information you give me, the better I can coach you. That's what, that's what it all comes 100%. down to. All comes down to that. I love, honestly, I remember the first time I explained the cycles and how your metabolic rate changes and sometimes that can be the reasons for your hunger and they were like, I never even knew there was four cycles. <laughs> no, really? They were, I, they weren't really, they were like, I'd never really looked. So, I'd I, never looked. They just went, like, they just went off you. Aye, look, me, and, me and James were joking before this podcast, like, this is it, this is the one that we get cancelled at. To be honest, we're going to open the podcast and say, look, ladies, just let's just apply a wee bit more discipline <laughs> and get through your training, alright? That, 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 we know that's not the case. No, no, no. But the the whole, like, it's interesting that you've you're, you found that with, like, some clients when you've, You've pitched what you think is a topic that they would, like, know. would, would know about. Would know. But it just shows you, like, there's so much information out there. There's a reason, like, so many free bits of content out there that can be contradictory. And with so much information, it just ends up switching people off to go, to be honest, I just feel like shit all the time. I'm, no, I don't, I'm not taking it upon myself to learn Aye. a wee bit more about it. So 100%. hopefully through this, we can, we can educate ourselves, you guys, mm -hmm. and learn more about this process because there's no doubt this is not going to be the last conversation about it. Yeah, so we'll get into the quick four stages and we'll explain quickly so anyone who doesn't know can understand. So a menstrual cycle can last, on average, 28 to 29 days, it can be different for everybody. When people are a little bit younger, it can mm -hmm. be a little bit shorter. As you get older, it usually gets a little bit longer. As we spoke about, nothing we're talking about today isn't absolute. We spoke about this before yeah. we started. When it comes to this kind of thing, it does absolutely no absolutes. Nothing. We know this from t uh, from training many, many female clients. But this is the the basic framework of how it could it can up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Your first stage is your menstruation, which is your period. That's what everyone decides. This is your period when, obviously, yep. the lining is coming off the uterus and it's coming out. Are we going into that much detail, are we? Aye. I was just going, <laughs> right, okay, cool. No, no, but just that, that's, what it, that's what it is. And, obviously, this can last for, on, on average, three to seven days, mm. right? And this is what every guy knows. This is the only thing guys know. They go, your period is this. But a woman's menstrual cycle lasts... The, the, all the time Aye. it's always gone there's no time where it's not happening I, I need to bring something up so I told Gillian we were talking about this subject what was it she said to oh, me she said, no, said no no so she said something like do you know how it gets mad that men can just fucking swing swindle through life like and and I was like what, what are you talking about she's like no I don't mean this in a bad way but I mean that no she did like, no no she no, did no, 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 probably I know you so she just means like hormonally men are in the the same range whereas women go through these 
four stages. Mm-hmm. They, they, they do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and my answer back to that was like, we are... Um, I was going to say I'm way off there, but I'm not going to. I would say, like, we are, um, we don't create life. Like, women create life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where, like, there's so many differences between men and women. And see the whole equality, <laughs> see the whole equality thing? I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I know, it's like, <laughs> oh, stop talking! No, but there, you need to identify clear di- distinctions is, it, between totally, men and, and women. Biologically, totally different the way yeah. our bodies work is totally different mm-hmm. but then again if a man has low testosterone it is really fucking not good no mm-hmm. i likewise, mean likewise if a and it's principles yeah if, like women can have low testosterone but it maybe not the same effects as what it has into men but it's anyway diversing a wee mm-hmm. bit but i just wanted to bring that up it's funny that you should so in your menstruation basically what happens is all your hormones are now dropped so we're going to go into when your hormones go up so that was when they drop, when your period comes. That's why the fe- usually the fatigue comes. We're going to go into soon. Obviously, we've had a lot of feedback from real real people, mm-hmm. real experiences. So this is obviously just us reading from sources. So then the next stage is the follicular phase. This starts in when the menstruation starts. But this is basically, and this is a big point we're going to come across when it comes to nutrition. Uh, because obviously we spoke about this before we started. So the pituitary gland in the brain releases a hormone which stimulates the production of follicles on the surface of the ovary. And basically these follicles, one follicle will end up maturing into an egg, Mm. right? But the big point to take away from this for any woman listening is your nutrition is a massive part of how your hormones work. And I think this is where... We probably know, like, I think we'll look back at this episode and we're like, oh, we could have done that. No, no, we could definitely, but this is... But I think one thing that... We we will all, as as coaches, this is the first time we've ever properly spoke about this in detail. And we're going to probably make a couple of mistakes. That's why we're not going to go into it too much. No, but this is where I want to... So the reason I bring that up is, like, because you can go into different hormone profiles, how different eggs are creating that, but at the end of the day, it comes down to, like... People are wanting to know, like, for, like, yes, that's all, all jargon. Like, we want to make this as simple as aye. we can for you. It's like, the so, hormone part aye, of so, so, like you said, there affects your, like, how it affects your nutrition. Mm-hmm. So, in simple, in, in simpler forms, how your food that you put in your mouth, how that can actually affect your, period. your cycle, mm-hmm. how um, it can make it irregular, how it can regulate it, exactly. how it can make you feel energy-wise, how it make you feel craving-wise. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff is tied in. Yeah, and I think that's where like people go. Like, I think in the past, this is where our conversation around this might be different to what you see online because online we we talk about or any videos and uh, podcasts and stuff that I was listening to was talking about the science behind it yeah but don't like for me as a coach for me me as a coach I was listening and going if I'm an average person here, fucked. you're fucked. Don't understand like, that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going in with the basis, like, how should I train when that? So so on that subject on the nutrition then, what is some of the things that you're, that you're looking at in that So part? what a lot of people don't look at is their fat intake. Mm-hmm. Obviously, once you've fixed your protein, once you've fixed your calories, people don't look at their fat intake. And your fat intake is usually what is used to create your hormones in your body. And this is the, this is the thing as well. There's a big push. Like I, I still find this with some people. Oh, no, I don't eat a lot of fat because I get fat. Fat Eating fat does not make you fat. Aye. I think I, I, that baffles me. Eating fat will actually, if, if you're a woman listening, will improve your hormones. Yes. It will improve your period. Most people if, if are... You're, if you're low in fat, that is. Aye, aye. Majority of people, I would say, fall into the category of consuming less fat because it's been demonised in yeah. some form or way. 100%. Yes, per gram of fat, there's more calories, but mm-hmm. there's also more... Um, nutrients in that so healthy healthy fats what's your go-to healthy fats then for yourself and clients and things like that i'll have a wee avocado your eggs we avocado well a big avocado (laughs) Uh, eggs Mm -hmm. eggs are good because they're not just got fats they've got a wee bit of saturated fat they've got a good amount of saturated fat and i like myself peanut butter i understand people don't don't really enjoy peanut butter obviously got a bit of oil in it but i enjoy that's the three foods that i would go to Mm -hmm. Uh, what other foods would you go to um, eggs, eggs is a big one for me. Um, fatty types of meat, yeah. Uh, uh, um, fatty types of cut, uh-huh. uh, in terms of like beef steaks and stuff like that, are, you, I think are pretty good. Just general nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like I find that like, I don't know what it is. Like a lot of people, I find don't actually like nuts. Nah, I don't, I'm not, don't like their go-to, which is weird. Like I think it's easy peasy. Like, is that, that's your fat? Fish, um, fatty fish as well. Oh, is fish, like, fish, fish, is, fish, is, fish. Is, is another one that. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of people don't like fish. How could I forget about fish? Uh, you know, mega threes and stuff oh, like that. Again, it's, it's important that you're getting a good balance, three, six, and um, omega three, six, and nine. Yeah. So if you're not, if you don't have fish in your diet just now, be look, at, look at supplementing. Um, you normally get three, six, and nines binded together. Now, I'm not a nutritionist here, but I know for a fact there's more data within that mm. of taking omega threes that actually correlate to better sleep, skin, hair, nails and stuff like that. I don't know how to communicate it just now, but it is something to worth trying out for, for a couple of weeks. 100%. Right, so that's the second phase. Yeah, that, so the, the, the third phase, we'll like. just explain the third phase. There's none actually for us to go on about when it comes to training mm -hmm. in the third phase. So the third phase is ovulation, and that is when the egg is mature and released from the ovary and moves along the fallopian tube towards your uterus. This usually happens once each month. Obviously, some people are different. Sometimes it doesn't happen at all. Mm -hmm. uh, about two weeks before you're blah 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 blah. It is important. It is possible to get pregnant, and basically, just that's when your egg is there and ready to be impregnated to make some babies. Make some babies. That that is the time when if you want to make you a baby, it's in oh. ovulation. <laughs> the time, guys. For guys, listens. That's why we're. Aye, yeah, no, that's that. That is why. Like, is if you're you getting extra, extra careful. If it's two weeks after our period and you're going at it raw, then you better watch yourself, boy. <laughs> What's your pull-out game like? <laughs> <laughs> or how good is your sperm? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, aye. So it might actually bring up some things like, oh, we've not actually used uh, any sort of, uh, what do you call it? What's the pill? Clastis? Uh, condoms? Like, what's this class? Birth control. Aye, birth control. Aye. Any sort of birth control. And you're like, how am I not getting pregnant? It could be your re-swimmers. Uh, it could. <laughs> uh, that's true. I know. That is, I actually, know. That is actually true. <laughs> I know, I know. That's, where, that's where the men can look at it. And then the last phase, which is the phase before men, the menstruation again, because it just continues the full time, is called the luteal phase. So after the ovulation, cells in the ovary release progesterone, right? So this is when hormones are released and progesterone and estrogen. So progesterone is released at a higher level than estrogen. So this, these are the hormones that we are going to speak about and that's the hormones that we want to talk about and which actually affect your training. Yeah. And then this is also where, if anyone suffers from it, which a lot of women do, PMS, which is post-menstrual menstrual syndrome. It's not symptoms, mm. it's syndrome. Because if you experience any sim symptoms at all, you have PMS, you yeah. get PMS, you mm -hmm. have that syndrome. Mm -hmm. Not everyone does have it. Yeah. But I'm finding that it's quite more common. And one, it may be more the education around it. So let's go back a sec then. So we're in uh, the ovulation phase yeah. in terms of training. So let's relate this all back to training because that's really what we want to get out of today's conversation is yeah. that's usually when things are kind of working more you're smoothly, a bit right. more normal. Now, even though we're saying this, there's going to be people that are listening that's going, I don't feel that when I'm ovulating, I feel terrible. Aye. I feel this, I feel that, I feel that. Aye. What I would say in this part is this is where you get, you probably, no matter which phase you're in with this, there's still the same big rocks that you need to look at. Mm -hmm. You need to look at how is your sleep? Yeah. How is your nutrition, like we said? Mm -hmm. How is your healthy fats? Even saturated fats to some extent are only that I'll, I'll, I'll go out and say as a blanket statement not as bad as what it be, has been made it's out to be not. like the reason we look at think saturated fat is really bad is because most people get their saturated fat through Processed McDonald's foods. oil exactly. you know what I mean so, so it's not necessarily so it's a lot of I, it's the combination of Aye. fucking ultra processed food yeah. so um, yeah so looking at these big rocks your water intake like are you consistently working out? What does your workouts look like? Are you strength training? Um, are you doing a shit ton of cardio? Are you doing hit classes? Like all of these things all play into this. And I mm -hmm. think this is the important part to bring up that because we, we, I'm careful with my words here. Not that it is a, an, an excuse to an extent, but I feel like when we look at the science, we start, we pair that up with going, I feel like shit. That's why I right, feel so like shit. I think we can take, I can relate this to something that we spoke about before. I remember I used to eat Chinese food. I never really felt much from it. And then I looked up the effects of MSG. Mm -hmm. I instantly felt worse because I knew the chemical effect. Yeah. And I was like, I could never undo it in my head. And that's the problem with too much information sometimes. Yeah. Like that, oh, that I, I should feel bad at that time. So you do. Yeah. Because you've, you've made yourself believe it. Uh, yeah, and I think this is this is important. There's a mental factor of mm. everything in life. Yeah, like you tell you you set something out in your mind. You're more you likely can, to achieve that. Yeah. What what's the condition called where you just you self-diagnose yourself with everything? 
What's it called? A hypercontract. Aye, hypercontract. There is an element of this in everything that we do. So yeah. my knee starts hurting and I've read up on, I don't know, um, I don't know, that's maybe not the best example. I'm trying to think of something that I've done recently. It was like, like I pulled my, oh, I've pulled my muscle there. Aye. And in reality, I've just, strained just it. sore face. Aye. So you know what I mean? So I've, tried, I've explained this with clients loads of times. I'm like, can you walk? You've not pulled your muscle. But they've heard this for this I've guy one it. time. I've told I've, it. Aye, I've told it. <laughs> They're like, it's told I'm like, you fucking strained it. Aye. But that, it, it does come down to like, the hypochondriac side and people go, I'm no fucking hypochondriac. Mm. But sometimes information can lead you to believe and trick your brain into thinking something is worse than what it is. Yeah. Right? And I think we'll leave that there because we don't like to go, oh, that's not what it is. But sometimes, no, 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 no. Sometimes believing not. too much information can make something worse. Not bring it on altogether, but can make it worse. So let's relate it. Let's circle back round then. So the there's your there's your elements. That's your, your different phases that um, most people are, are most... Uh, women are going to go through mm -hmm. um, so let's get on to the training part so within those phases yeah. as we said everyone's going to feel different now the feedback that we got there was about I think 70 or maybe 80 responses yep. which was fantastic to hear that so many people were feeding back so we, we kind of collated them all and we just want to rhyme off like how how different so just I won't see on that list yeah. just run through them all and so, this is from multiple different women right Yeah. and so, it just shows you it, the range of what, what some people feel so we've got hungrier We've got more fatigued, more emotional. We've got less rational around food, so making poorer nutritional choices. We've got period rage, but they said that this period rage equals more personal bests. For so that it gets them yeah, stronger. Yeah. So mm -hmm. get that, get, that one gets them stronger. Str uh, struggling to moving due to cramps. So obviously, if you've got cramps, then it's going to be really hard to fucking lift weights. Yeah. So this is really detrimental to their training. Likely to eat more shite. <laughs> <clears throat> effects weight so and cravings and bloating and overall body image so this person feels a little bit depressed because mm -hmm. all this together is, is it can't be a nice feeling mm -hmm. low energy crave fatty and sugary foods so they don't actually crave fatty and sugary foods they crave processed foods mm -hmm. and that's where they, they need to look at and go I don't crave fatty foods you crave processed foods yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean as we just spoke about <clears throat> Deflated because they're weaker in workouts and the scale goes up. Yeah, that is due to water retention. So, just on, so you see there the multiple different, um, there is a common theme in majority of people that are, are replying to this, but this was based on the question of how do you feel when you're on your period, not necessarily on the different phases of your cycle. Yeah, just what, when and you're it, on your menstruation. And, yeah, and in hindsight, could have asked about the different phases, um, but going through that, off the back of that, in terms of modifying your training, so you hear all that and you're like, right, what does that mean for me? Like, I can relate to some some in there, I don't really relate to much. So there was, a, I think, well over 100 people responding to this. Yeah. Um, so I asked the question, how is your training affected when you get your period? There's 8% of people felt stronger, 55% uh, of women felt weaker, mm -hmm. and then 30% it can vary throughout the week. Right. Um, and then another 8% it can vary actually from month to month. So yeah. some months they feel strong, yeah. some months they feel weak. Next question I followed up with was, how do you modify your training sessions? 78% of uh, women lower their vol volume, 6% yeah. increase the volume, and 17% right. uh, don't actually work out at all. Right. Now, but it's quite a high percentage. You I, don't work so I, I was quite surprised at that one, to be honest. And how does it affect your nutrition? So 45% eat more food. Um, yep. I put go off plan, which maybe wasn't the best thing to actually put down here. 14% uh, go off plan, so that kind of goes into that so we'll say 55% eat more food 7% yep. um, don't feel hungry at all and then a mixture of all three so as I said in hindsight could have asked a wee bit more around about the different we're, cycles we're, but we're, we're only just properly yeah yeah, yeah. So, today. so looking back at that is, is there's, there is a common theme and I think the frustration for most people when it comes to this is there is an emotional component of it which is different within each person mm -hmm. But there's a common theme in terms of I'm eating more food, I don't, I'm not as strong as I am in my workouts, and the scale's gone up, and I'm bloated. Right? Those four things there are common. Are all are all Extremely common through common. through what we're saying there. Now those four things tie very closely into the the, the depressive state, which is the emotional side of things. Yeah. But I think it. I believe through the clients that I've trained and what I've conversations I've had, it's all underlaid. Not not all, but for majority of the, these girls that I'm training. 
is all underlaid by their weight on the scales. And because they see that number go up, it feeds into fuck's sake. This is this is this this week's a write off. Aye, aye, I'm aye. no stronger. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna eat more calories. I'm just gonna do this because I'm fucking. This isn't. I'm, there's no point. I fucked my progress this aye, week. Aye. Um, and this is a hard one to battle with mm. with, with clients. Um, but I'd like to say I've communicated as best I felt I could in those see, situations. See, as you said before, right at the start, as soon as they see progress on that kind of week. Yeah. Then they understand it. Yeah. So let's get let's get something clear for anyone listening. If you fall into that camp or whatever, and you're like, I fucking don't know what to do in that, you will not fuck your progress up with one week. You'll not fuck your progress up with two weeks. No. All you need to understand is these are little speed bumps if you look at it that way. But seeing the grand scheme of things, see as long I always say I always go back to this same message. The only way you can guarantee failure is by stopping completely. Yep. So by stopping for a month or two, as long as you get back on in month three you will still make progress, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, that's an extreme example for uh -huh. most people. It's a couple of days, it's a week at most, maybe two weeks, and then they're back to they're back to square one. So take a bit of comfort in that. Wherever you're listening to, wherever you are in your journey, the only reason you can properly fuck it is by stopping completely, Aye. right? Now, on the flip side of that, there is things that, like, what do I do then if I feel hungrier? So you've got a client coming to you just now, and she's like, like you, you, you explained earlier to me that like how you modify the calories and stuff. So, so most people come to us and we're getting them in some sort of, well, most people actually were rebuilding the metabolism. Right. But what are you doing with a, a, a customer, a customer, a client that's in a fat loss phase? So what you'll find, what I found is there is some individuals who, you know, they really struggle with cravings on when it comes to that time when their cravings start just before their menstruation. And to be honest, sometimes I go, look, See for three, four, five days, up your calories because th their metabolic rate is genuinely higher. Their body is running at a higher rate, and these individuals really, really struggle with the cravings. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know, allow yourself a little more food because your met your metabolic rate is up. But what you got to understand about this is, if we go up, we need to go back down. Yeah. Because over the full month, your body hasn't changed because just because your metabolism goes up doesn't mean it goes back to the same. For however many days it goes up, it goes back down to the same. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like a wave till it goes back. And I say, if, if, we, want, if we want to go that way, then you can do that. But you've got to understand if you go up, you can down. Mm -hmm. See, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't give that as Specific. a set. Ah, yeah, yeah. When the check-in when the check-in right. comes and they say to me, I'm, I'm feeling less, right, let's do this, mm -hmm. right? It's no set, it's no like, for every client, for five days you do this, and for five days you do that. It's like, how do we feel? Yeah. And you know what? When, it, when I usually look at a woman, and she's like, I'm, I see, to be honest with you, I feel like I need more food. I'm like, see, for three days, have two extra calories. Huh? Have two extra calories. And she's like, what about, what, what about the days after? I'm like, mm -hmm. just go back to the same. And I think something... Just go back to the same. I, I think this is what people don't realise as well, like you're going, oh, well, but I'm still restricted. It's going to take a little I'm bit longer. No, no, not even that. Like, I'm, I'm still restricted, I'm only having 200 more calories, but see if by going, all right, I've got 200 more calories, that means I can eat X. And then you eat X, it still puts like a, a frame, or I don't want to say restriction, but it's a different mental part of like eating, blown it by 700 calories, <laughs> or blown it by 200 calories, you mm -hmm. see what I mean? Aye. So it's like, that's that can be a very, like you said, it's, it's not hard. as hard, to, like, very dangerous to like tiptoe well, around. This is, where, this is one of the ways where we don't go through this, so we don't understand the level of cravings that you have. Yeah. We just try and talk to the people and go, give me your feedback and how you feel. feel. Mm. I'm going to give you this. If you feel all right with it, let's do it. So I'll, I'll talk through a couple of different strategies um, with clients that I've had. Um, interestingly enough, I was speaking to a client last week and with her previous coach, she had was given the, the, the kind of advice that, that you were giving out there and it's advice that I've given out in the past and I never thought of it until she gave me this feedback. So she was given, when did, when did we get to the time when our cravings were going up, she was given more of an allowance of calories. Aye. Now she said to me, I've not had to do that with you. Now, to be fair, I'm bringing, I'm working on her metabolism so I'm so actually increasing her in calories. So her calorie deficit just now is actually Aye. 500 calories more so than what Aye. her previous coach was. So it could be a combination of that, but she was on a calorie uh, restricted calories. Our coach gave her an allowance of an extra 300 on those days, and that's what she would play with. And she said she would always take the 300 calories. Always. But now what she's realising is maybe she only took it because she was told she can have it. Can so have this it. is a fine, it's a fine dance. You really need to kind of ask yourself: Is 
it, are these cravings? Is it is it hunger that you're you're experiencing, mm-hmm. um, or is it like you've heard the you've heard the you've heard us speak just now and you say right? Oh, uh, James is saying here uh, we'll, we'll have a few more calories. I'm just going to have those few more calories. Like really, really get down into the crux of what is it that you're doing within your within your nutrition just now? Like, do you have the ability to do that? I think we you touched on a good point though. Me and you do the same thing. We always bring people's metabolisms up. Yeah, and, that, and that's no. Everybody well. does this. When, when, when I've got said women to where I want them to be, they never come to say, say to me, "Here, look, I'm feeling unbelievable cravings." It's only when they're on low calories yeah. that they feel that extra. So if you're feeling crazy cravings all the time, unless you're on a, like a designated cut and you're not, I see if you're not even in a cut, then you're probably you're probably eating too little. I was just going to say, like, assess your calorie deficit. If you're yeah. always feeling those cravings, you're like, like doesn't matter what phase I'm in, they say, I'm always got this cravings. And mm-hmm. I'm like, right, okay, maybe your calories are too low. Aye. Bring them up 200. You still got them? No, as much. Bring them up a wee bit extra and then work within that range, like you said. It shouldn't be a straight line Aye. of linear fucking guidance. It should wave up and down so, to associate and accommodate your lifestyle. So I can use my stepmom as an example. She came to me, low calories. They never looked at what they ate. Right, I slowly built the calories up. She lost weight, mm-hmm. right? And she was like, she loved crisp and chocolate. That was one of the things she enjoyed, right? Who does they? Exactly. Who does they? Them both? Like, they, you, ever, they, they, you ever took crisps and dipped it in the chocolate? Oh my god! Oh, that's what they probably they, <laughs> they enjoy the Friday Saturday nights like that. They are they're older and that's fine. But then I'm like, you know what? See, the rest of the time you could be doing it a lot better. Mm-hmm. So got her calories up. And she's like, I don't even want crisps anymore. Exactly. It's a, Do you know what I mean? I don't. She's like, I don't have, I don't have the urge to have them. I'm like, that's because your body's working how it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so um, back to so that was like you said the the calorie side of things. Now, usually, what I'm saying to, it's kind of split half and half. I would say with, with the women that I train, I'm there as a, a supportive. Um, guidance with them it's up to them to take the, through the information that I'm communicating them to do the right thing yeah. so I don't I'm actually moving away from actually giving more calories I'm just saying right why don't you double up your, your meals for that day or mm. have an extra meal um, now some in some cases some people are like and this is probably good advice to actually communicate if you're because a lot of people fall into this category I had four cookies and a Domino's pizza and I fucking I just bought it and do you know my response to it I just go cool it's happened it's Move one on. day. Move it's on. two days. Like I said, to me, as a coach that's communicating longevity and it's the long-term game that we are playing, yeah. those three days don't mean fuck all no. out of the 365 days. As long days. as you're going to come into me yeah. next time and learn. Do you know not, I mean? not even that. It's like going like, like I said, it's like challenge yourself. Now, if you challenge yourself and you're like, nah, fuck it, I still want to have the dominoes. Cool, have the dominoes. But then afterwards, you start to piece together that... I've just ate that whole pizza and I feel fucking shit after it. Then you, I, you, you this is this is everyone you, I say. You, you start you, to understand. You that. respond to that and then you go, you know what? I'd, I want a Domino's again, and then you're like, how did that make me feel? I I didn't like how I felt. Maybe I'll still have the Domino's, but you then consume a wee bit less. You still feed that urge. You still feed that cravings. Yeah. But that for mo- for most people, that is your health and fitness journey, period or no period. Right. Like this is the journey that you go through. Cravings was just. It's part and parcel of life. Aye, ah, yeah, it's, it's the for food, mo- food. For most people, food is engineered in a way to make, make us you want more crave. of it, and it's fucking hard. Aye. So that's why we want to lift weights. Why we want to get our daily movement in. We want to have good sleep, good water intake. Like the similar similar rules apply. It's the same. Do you know rules? what I mean? Almost like so, yes, there's there's more wiggle room, I would say, but hundred percent, hundred percent. Right. So, got to go into a couple of the hormones that are released in this. Once you understand these, and we'll. There's obviously a lot more to it than this, but these are the main hormones that are released in your your phase before your menstruation. And what we're talking about with your nutrition and movement and training will vastly help how the hormone balance of these are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No matter whether you're like, no, you're, you're at it. For men, if we have a shite sleep and we don't eat well, our testosterone is fucked. We'll have a lower sex drive, mm-hmm. we'll be weaker, and that's for us, and that's our side. We don't. That's us without going through these that cycles. Cycle, so that's how our nutrition, sleep affect us. Mm. So this. So basically, there's two main hormones. Obviously, you've got your estrogen for women, and you've got your progesterone. So estrogen has been linked to decreased performance. So with that, with your estrogen, that is what causes the bloating. And if your hormone is such an imbalance that it causes severe bloating, then it's the estrogen that's causing that. 
whether that's down to nutrition or no, yeah. that's it's just the estrogen. Yeah. It's just the estrogen of that cycle, and you just go, that's all it is. I think that's, I, that's I, all the scale weight is, and you go, I'm bloated, and you step. So what I try and say to people is, see if you're bloated and you're on your period, why would you step in the scale? Because you're going to be heavier, and it's not going to be anything to do with body fat. And one other thing that I stopped some of my female clients doing because they were going to a previous PT and they were weighing themselves every single day. and But they weren't taking into a factor their cycle. Yeah. So it got to a point in the month where they were getting heavier every month. And they're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Like, and they just went completely off. Mm. I went, stop weighing yourself every day. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to get to a point and you're only going to weigh yourself once and you're going to go up yeah. because of all this. And then I can go, that's... And you, combination then, of com- I, think this, I think this is something to be, be quite careful on because hormonally like there is so much that is complex in that factor, it's so complex it's so complex you're right there's a there's an element that within your cycle that weight gain, weight gain. Is, normal, is normal but understand it's weight gain not fat, fat gain, lot, right? fat gain so that bloating that water retention um, it could be even a wee bit of water retention from the extra foods that you're having it could be so many different factors from lack of sleep um I don't know, like um, more, like you said, five foods, until processed foods. There's so much that can cause the scale to change there. Yeah. And this is the, like bringing it back to the point that we we're saying. The, the guidance on that is that whether the scale goes up, down, remains the same, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Because if you look at it from six months from now, mm-hmm. even if you're looking at those points and you're like, oh, fuck, this week my weight's up. Mm-hmm. When you compare it to six months ago, your weight is dramatically down from where you've been Aye. because you've lost physical body fat. Um, and that's what it's all about. It's the long game you need to play, not the day on day. No. I need to make this day lighter than what I was yesterday. It's a bad strategy. I got a client starting a cut. Unfortunately, she started a cut in a period. I was like, you know what? I've still got to go for it. Yeah. I go off a weighing herself every day. To weigh herself once a week, and the thing is, when she weighs just when she weighs herself, then I do a check in. Mm-hmm. So there's none of this overthinking when she's no way me about the weight. Yeah. So as soon as she weighs herself, I can let her know what's happening. Yeah. Do you get me? So she's no overthinking anything. First week, nothing, but she was on a period. I went here. Look, you're on your period. You said you. She said she was feeling meh. I said let's stick with it for another week, and this meant when she weighed herself, she was like, she wasn't overthinking. She was like, I I, I said that and. Because she believed me, she was like, right, that's what it is. I'm going to go for another week. Felt 10 times better, lost four pounds. And I was like, I tell you, you didn't lose four pounds in a week. You lost four pounds over the two week. Yeah. And it was just because of the additional water weight for your period that the weight, the scale didn't go down. Yeah. But over the actual four weeks, you lost two and then two, Hmm. probably. Aye, so it, and to me, it's the same strategy with clients who, who are obsessed overweight. So most of you listening, if you fall into that category on that list and you, you, you're like, aye, it really, really gets to me when the scale goes up. Mm. And I think, right, because that, all that's doing is playing into more of those bad habits that you yeah, have yeah. already established. And it's not because of your period. Some of it might be. Some of it might be, but I would go as far as saying it's not because of that. It's the habits that over years and years of years that when you see a number on the scales and you take that first pizza slice you're like right I'm fucking I may as well just go no everybody does the same but when you're feeling more emotional that is even worse well exactly that's a a fair point because you're heightened your, your emotions a, are heightened. A, aye, there's an emotional response to that which that does heighten that. Yep. Um, regardless. Um, so when you see that and you're in that emotional state, it's the worst thing you can do. So and Matt, I would say, st- I, I, I don't stay know with it. Aye, stay, stay with aye. the sales that time. To be fair, if you're that person that's getting so caught up on the weight, regardless of your, your period or not, and you're on your health and fitness journey, you should be weighing yourself at the start and putting those scales somewhere that you can't get to them for three months and just consistently work on Try to get stronger. Mm-hmm. You're obviously lifting weights because you're listening to this podcast and we've convinced you to do so. Yeah. Um, you're getting your movement in and you're trying to be do as best you can with your nutrition. 100%. I would guarantee that just having those four factors in place that you'll make a damn good dent in the three months. Like if you've not got a coach who's not checking in with you, keeping you accountable and letting you understand what's happening on the scale, mm-hmm. yeah. just be consistent. Don't weigh yourself again. Because it's so damaging when you don't understand what's happening on that scale. Yeah. So that t- that takes care of, I'd maybe say bundle that up and say that takes care of the weight and the scales, the bloating, and probably the depression part of it that, mm. that most people get because you think you're written off, you were doing so you well. Think you're fucked up. I, I've, I've been killing it for three weeks yeah. and then week four comes on and whatever. You're like, right? what's happened? Or wherever you fall into that category. But the other side of the, the challenge for, for women and that falls into maybe feeling depressed mm-hmm. is they come in and they look at their workout and they see what they were doing and they just go 
I can't get that. I can't get that weight. So let's let's talk about that because that yeah. that is actually becoming more common than yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah, and, yeah. To be to be honest, and I've seen a couple of things in social media and um, different girls that um, follow clients and stuff like that. And it's I, I can imagine me going. I'm killing it week on week and week. And I go right. I'm gonna I'm going in. Right. I was getting ninety fucking deadlifts last week. Why can I not get ninety? That's a wee bit low for me, right? Like, ah, it's a BBB, but then I come in and go, I can't get 90, I try 80, I can't get 80, I try 70, I can't even get 70. Like, I can imagine how psychologically Aye. disruptive that can be for people. But we spoke about this before. People, guys do the same thing. They just train and train and train and train and train and train and train. train. But women have, they, they, they need to look at the programming a lot more mm -hmm. because of this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the, Within the training window, there's there's a couple of different camps that I'm seeing here. So through that, we had some people who feel weaker. Mm -hmm. What was it? What was the percentage? It was, it was very low. No, it was very low for people to feel stronger. I to feel stronger. So you might be someone that feels unstrong. So let's talk about someone who feels weaker. Now, you're probably going through the same thing. Oh, the scales are up. I'm not strong in the gym. That means I'm I'm gaining fat. Right. We already established that's not what it is. It's Aye. just a wee bit more water retention. Yep through hormones and all that good stuff. <laughs> when it comes to feeling weaker then, what are you saying to clients that is saying to you, what would your advice be to someone who goes, oh, fucking, that, that's really bothering me. Like, what are you saying to them? Deal with time. Each month? <coughs> if it affects them like that, 100%. Yeah. Deal with. This is when we deal with instead. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, definitely. If it's a four-week plan and you've told me, look, seeing that week, I'm weak. Don't really feel like training much then why would you even try? Mm -hmm. Because your body doesn't want to. And then, obviously, as long as, you, as long as you've got other things in check, like your sleep, nutrition, and you're like, right, I've got that in check, and I'm still feeling this, that's the time when you deload. And then, if by week two, week three, week four, you feel stronger, then obviously just start your, so have, have, however long your menstrual cycle is, that's how long you should write your plan for. Yeah. Do you, how, what do you think? So, Again, it depends who I'm speaking to. So someone who's killing it and they're in the gym five days a week, yes, the volume might go down to two, three days. Aye. Someone who's struggling to even get into the gym, I'm very cautious of saying don't go into the gym. No, 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 never, no, no never go into the gym. Well, no, but I think there's an element where some people that may fall into the category. I think when people, similar to when they hear that they can have an allowance of more calories, when they hear deload, this is why actually I was that should have been a good overrated, underrated, because I think deloads to an extent, unless you're working with a coach, I think the average person using them is, is overused. I think it's overrated. I don't really know anybody that uses them. That's the problem. I, I, think, I think it's overrated for your PT to use them because you learn about that and you do your meso cycles and you plan a specific deload. Aye. But I think for majority, no one's that consistent. It's very rare that a, a client's that consistent that you need to bring them into deloads. I, I, I spoke about it last time we, we went back on this, that I've not had to do it. I always find, though, that your clients get so stressed out that a deload for them is no for their strength. It's yeah. for their mind. Aye, so I don't, I don't, I don't say we're having a deal with this. Aye, aye, aye. Like, this is where, if you're working with a coach, your coach should be well established in this because all I'm, I, all I'm saying is, how are you feeling today? I'm ready to get after aye, it. Aye, aye. Regardless if they've got cramps or not, like, if they're on their period and they're saying, right, I'm still ready to get after it, will you get after it that so session? So, I, I think a lot of people, when you, speak, when you say that, they take a deal too seriously. Aye. Right, like, so when I say deal you're still training hard. Just doing a little less reps, a little just less, less sets. volume from what you've been doing. That's exactly. I would always just go less volume, and that is. It. Mm -hmm. I would still try and keep the same weights. But if you're doing fifty kilo in a squat for ten reps, yeah. do it for sixty six. Well, exactly. So it's regard like if you are. So this is doesn't matter whether you like I said if you're someone's coming to me and you're on your PD or not. Um, I'm asking. I'm always saying to my clients, how are you how are you today. How is your sleep? Mm -hmm. How's your nutrition been? Aye. Those markers are more important to me than Aye. what. What stage did it in their in their in their menstrual cycle? Does that makes sense. Aye, aye, aye. Like, and this I'm is saying. why this is. I think this is something that everyone needs to understand. In this, like, regardless of where you are, you're going to react differently to your 
your sister to your friends mm -hmm. and you're going to have your own individual journey with this. So there might be some days when you've got heavy deadlifts planned and you're like, I can't. So that just means that day's not going to be heavy deadlifts. Aye, he you move that to the following week, you're still going to get value from that session. Aye. You might be someone that's got heavy deadlifts planned and regardless of what's going on, you've, you've had a shit couple of days, but you're like, you know what, I'm actually feeling quite good. Aye. Get after it, regardless of what stage that you're in this. And I think the the overall message with that, it comes that that's how, that's as it's simple. Individualised. It's, aye, it's as simple as we can put it to you. And like, to me, if you're sleep shit and your nutrition shit, they are going to impact your Everything training. anyway. I regardless of where you're at in your stage. So, it doesn't matter. So, and, and yes, there's things that you're not sleeping because your cramps are bad, your nutrition's off because your cravings are up. Like, they all tie in. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But um, when it comes to workouts and your volume and stuff like that, yes, it's probably smart to reduce your volume. Yeah. And for some people, it might be smart not to work out and go outside. This is this is something I'm doing. Like, it doesn't always necessarily need to be gym-related. You're not going to lose a lot of strength by not turning up to three sessions and Aye. going outside and walking or using resistance band or no. doing, doing mobility. There's so many different factors that you can apply into your to your situation. Um, but I, that's where I would go in, in the workout side of things. 100%. Now, Modify it for you. Yeah. And you need to go, well, if she can just keep training for four weeks, you'll know her. Yeah. And I heard this when we were doing a wee bit of research. I heard, I heard a great, I used to do it all the time. I don't fucking do it anymore. I used to have this, the dynamometer, the strength thing. And that, ah, and so, yeah. so this is a great way to invest in this too. I, I always, I always I, tell us the clients, I go, I, I will say the same. Aye, so if you don't have a coach or anything, you're like, well, I, how I, do don't, I, feel? Know, I don't know how I feel because it's a hard, like, a, I, I think I feel good, but I don't think I feel good. Like, this is a dynamometer. I think you can pick up for like 25 quid on Amazon. You, it's a strength test and it'll indicate how you're feeling on that day. So yeah. the, I think on the podcast I was listening to, they said, use it with your weak hand and take them at the start of every workout, right? So you have a range, it's like stepping on the scales. You squeeze that, that's gonna spit out a number. You manage to squeeze 30 kilo, 35 kilo, 36 kilo, 32 kilo, and you get your range of that. Now if you squeeze that and you see that's dropped down drastically, Aye. that's an indication, you ain't going hard in that session. Aye. So that reaffirms what you're feeling. And if you're like, I think I feel good, and you squeeze it and you're like, oh, I'm getting my 37 kilo, I got that last time, nah, and I had a good session that one. So you're ready. Fucking ready to get after that. Now, it's no perfect, no tool is perfect, but it is a great way of going, right. How am I, back, how am I actually feeling? How, I, how am I feeling? And you'll usually tell with your first fucking program set. If you're doing it right, you're doing a compound, and on that compound, you'll know after that first set, is things moving smoothly. Aye. And if it's no, then you're like, eh, right, that's where you, it's decision time. It's decision, decision time. <laughs> decision time. <laughs> so we can get this up. We've no looked into menopause, perimenopause. But that's another subject though, is that it's, I, I think we'll talk about with um, our guests coming up. Aye, aye, I've trained three clients. I'm not going to go into any of the, because I don't know anything about it. But the crazy thing, <laughs> right, they would come into me and go, I don't want to train. So what would you say? Cool, see you later. <laughs> You've paid me this month. And I'd be like, all right, they're like, don't want to do it. And they would all do this if they were going through that stage. But I don't want to train, don't really want to be here, no motivated at all. I'd take them for a session to be stronger than ever. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is just like what I, I've I, seen. I, 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 I'd be like, I was like, how? And they would, they, at the end of the session, be like, I feel better. But they don't feel, <laughs> they don't feel like, oh, you know what I mean? See, see if they were feeling... If they weren't in that stage, right, and they would train hard, like as hard as they trained, they would go, "That was a very good session." <laughs> but it's like there's the, the emotions are like just balanced. Yeah. But they they're lifting heavier than ever the full no, time, and I'm like, no. it's, it's I'm like, this body. is crazy. So the human body is crazy, and, and like women's bodies are incredible yeah. in, their, in their own way. Like Jillian was writing her point, like we are fucking disposable men. We just show up, <laughs> fucking do our thing. Home. So, in, in comparison, yes, like I know I always make jokes and say, like, John's are like, like, giving birth, like, most painful, excruciating, probably experience in Aye. most women's lives. Aye. And I'm like, nah, kicking, kicking, kicking the balls. balls is definitely up there with that. That's, just, that's the but that just shows you the limitation. Like, have, you ever tried to, have you ever tried to have sex with something your dick didn't go up? <laughs> you don't know what depression is. <laughs> you see what I mean? But we are so, like, it's crazy how different that we are just on the, on the last point before we do finish up so the other thing on there was cramps so yeah. that was probably something that, that they were saying I know you're saying like uh, menopausal um, women and stuff coming to you where you have they're like they don't want to do it but mm. I've had clients who when they're on a period they're like I just don't feel, I'm not, I don't feel up for it I don't feel great but 
I would guarantee you I'm yet to find face someone where I've had a conversation with them and they're like, I just don't feel up for it. Well, look, you're here now. Let's, we'll, no, we'll push out, we'll just move through the session. Aye. And we get to the end and it's like, how are you feeling? It's like, ah, I'm, I'm all right. Aye, and then like... see when they're in a couple of days later, and I've got, how are you feeling? I actually feel quite good now. Because they went... It plays into that mental gratification, that mm. serotonin. They knew, they, they knew I, they'd done it. The, the, the fact that they're going, I say, I actually showed up for a session that week. And for, for you listening, it might be that you just need to show, show up, up. For, for one of those sessions. And no matter what you do, it might be a walk in the treadmill, it might be resistant bands, it may be super lighter weight, it yeah. might be machine exercises. But if you show up and do one thing that you said you were going to do, mm-hmm. that might actually help you mentally with, uh-huh. with what you're dealing with. Um, it's worth mentioning though here, cramps. Cramps is a big one where um, we don't do it, but I fucking hate trainers that do this. It's why I don't like classes. Um, star jumps, burpees, all this like crazy high intensity stuff. If you're feeling extreme discomfort in your, in your uh, through cramps, then they're no exercises you want to be doing. You don't want to be fucking hip thrusting with heavy weight ah, on where your yeah, pains yeah, are. Yeah. So you do have to modify your exercises to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, things that do require to lie down, I usually just avoid that with my clients. So your leg raises become standing vacuum holds or right, right. your um, hip thrusts then become how the squats feeling like lighter squats mm-hmm. I think it's important to modify your workouts with that because so with you're, cramps you're in pain well of course well, you know what I mean So they say they're in pain we don't actually know <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine I would imagine they're in pain yeah. um, but <laughs> I probably should have said that Julie, I'm going to get battered uh, yeah, yeah. but if you, when you're in pain for anything you're never going to be stronger so obviously as a little bit of time go I, I can train but I'm here. Aye, so it's, but it's a mental thing because that's the main focus. It's the main feedback of what you're feeling. So it's going to be hard to do burpees. It's going to be hard to I do know. box jumps. Like, I don't get, like, and some trainers I'll see, like, come on, just push through, you can do it. And I'm like, no. why? Like, no. you're going to, one, hurt yourself more, no build a good relationship with whatever it is that you're doing, no. and then feel even fucking worse after aye, it. Aye. Um, but aye, that's, that's, I think that was the one thing on, on cramps. But the one point on people who do feel stronger, like we said, like that's you, you're the person good. who's the, the kind of emotional anger. This this was someone else's words. Aye, aye. she was <laughs> angry. <laughs> she said the anger that she gets when... Fucking use it. Aye, she's so using that and putting it to work. That is the genetic gift that she has, mm. if that's how she feels, because mm. then she can be fucking strong as fuck yeah, so whoever that is fucking if she's probably not listening right but <laughs> fucking use that because that is a gift yeah so do you think we'll get cancelled nah that was good <laughs> that was good I think I I know it's good no, but I'm, I'm excited to one get the guest see in I, th- I think by learning that like by looking into that more our female clients are going to get a much better service that or leave us <laughs> James says I was a moody bastard I'm going to fucking <laughs> no but uh, no it is, it's, it's, it takes a lot of pride and I think like, we'll pr- probably just finish on saying that I think as PTs it's hard for us to be vulnerable sometimes but this is an element where you have to go look honestly I can only speak from our experience here I can only speak from the experience I've had with my clients it's a subject that I've looked into but I wouldn't say I'm well versed on I've got a lot more to learn 100%. when it comes to that and that's why like that, uh, having this podcast and being able to reach out to so I reached out to a couple of people and then a couple of people reached out to me Aye. and it's, it's it's got as a guest who's, mm-hmm. who's, who's Who well versed more. in this mm-hmm. and we will learn something from that and that will spur on and help more people and that's what the, you see the, the funny thing when I was in the house I was obviously reading up something about one of the hormones and then I went on like a rabbit trail because I love things like that and I was reading that I was like ah, this is gobbledygook <laughs> Mate, I was like fucking hell man Next thing and I was like I, I had to find something to simplify it and I was like oh that's what it means but mate see so reading it in, in big context I was like what the fuck yeah. am I reading here? Well, that's the but that's that's why it's so confusing for a lot of people. Oh, um, because see if I heard what I was writing, I was reading in a podcast about that. What? Aye, but it's no wonder that that like you said, you've dealt with women in the past, and they're like, I didn't know that. Aye, it's aye. because it's like there's so much complicated information out there. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't want to get too complex into the nah. into science. Our job's to keep it simple yeah. because when you're talking to a client, I agree because I could have went off. Ah, you were like James was like me. I was like. Hey, James, I tell you about that's that's like whoa whoa well. No, right no, no, I don't like but I couldn't have been enough. No, that's what I mean before it, you were you were <laughs> gone, gone right in it. I was like, ah, Gabberies <laughs> before we started this, James, Oh, whoa, 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 don't no, go. No, James spat out a sentence 
And I turned around and I was like, I don't even know what you just said there, mate. And, and <laughs> he was talking to himself and he was like, see if I can just say this with confidence on the podcast, I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to nail that. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's too much information, mate. I know, so basically I was saying it in the house and I was like, I, tra- I, tra- I was trying to What was it? See, can you still recite it? No, because I don't know how to say the big word. What's the big word? Ga- it's, the, it's the acronym for GABA. Oh, GABA is the acronym. Say it, because I had to Gamma. Really shackle LeBron. GAMA. <laughs> And a It's a good job I wasn't doing the research I tell you aye, aye, aye. No, I can't, <laughs> can't make what it was But see to be honest with you It was a cool fact No cool. it is But I think this is like, But I'm going to keep it out But this is, this, is why it's, <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's important for us To bring someone else on That's well versed in that That we can actually interview And question To and understand learn, more and which, which we'll bring out Because so. I could say that fact But, but, but it would be pointless uh, But you, I know what Will you text your girlfriend and go, I understand now. Aye! <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I, I know how you're feeling better now. <laughs> and I know how you felt worse. Touchy subject. But it's always, it's, it's a running joke with men, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Running joke with guys and their, their girlfriends and wives and partners or whatever. And it's always like, you dare you say the phrase like, mm-hmm. oh, it must be, must be your time in the month. <laughs> must be your time in the month. But they always say, never bring that up with But every guy does. I know, but we, the, we the, it's like it's like a, a thing when we're like, don't fucking do it. But we're like time and month. But but I tell you why, because men are more dangerous. <laughs> we love to be. Aye. We love to go right. and hunt. You know aye. what I mean? <laughs> the hunter gatherers. That is a, that is a good thing. Like so, we've explained everything about this, and especially couples that train together, because a man and a woman, and you try to say train similarly, you're never ever even going to be slightly close, and if. You've obviously trained with Jillian and there'll be times we go, what's happening here? Mm. And that's what's happening. Do you know what I mean? She, she, she'll kill me for this one, but... No, but... but though, see, earlier in our relationship, maybe about... I think we were about a year or two years ago now, we had a big... Like, I can't even remember what the argument was about, but I remember going, what the fuck did I do? I've never done anything now. <laughs> and see, the next time I seen her, she'd bought me an Xbox game, and I was like, what's this for? She was like, I was a wee bit scatty the other day, and I was like, ah, what the fuck? But I was a young guy at this time, and I was going, she mental? <laughs> no, no, no. That's no, hard, that, no. But that's no. That's no. But like, especially it. couples that train together, and you'd be like, "What the fuck is fucking happening here?" No, but I that's think, what's happening. But this is the. Education Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, like, there's things happening in your body that you don't go through, so you can't understand it. Yeah. So if you can understand it a little bit more, you can probably go. You can communicate you know better. Ah, communicate better. Space, you can. You can actually go. You know, react that you would how you would normally react because we should have trained together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said that. Though. No, I no, I know, that. I know. It does. It does usually come down to that. You're like, you know what? Like, training is a big part of two of your lives. So you go, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's I'm, get, I'm just getting down dumped. <laughs> I'm, he's digging the hole for me. Um, right, so, I'm editing this, so it's staying in. I, I know, I know. <laughs> right, let's wrap it up there. So another podcast where we've had a break in the middle. Well done. Well aye, done. I, I know. Maybe we'll get it one time. Two weeks in a row for the record. Aye, That's for me? Se- no, no, no. Two sessions back to back podcasts that we've recorded that it's been your side that's fucked up. We're just putting that out there. So your camera died and then your camera ran out of the way. Right? I'm just time. saying there's a running tally just now with about three to two. Whose camera looks better? Ah, that's all we need. I think mine's just starting to look better. I think I've managed to get the settings. Nah, yeah, they're all better. You're looking better, isn't it? Right, let's wrap it up there. So, as always, guys, you can find us on Instagram. You can find me at Coach Crosser. And you can find me at Raw Gym Fit. And if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below. If you are a woman listening to this, what's your experience? Um, as some of the information that we spoke about, does it resonate with you? Um, and if you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure if you haven't already, leave us five stars and we will see you next time. Have a nice one.